Coming up on episode 26 of The Unscrewed Mind, Rusty and I are doing another Neville Goddard lecture, The Pearl of Great Price. Would you believe that to buy the pearl, you need to be willing to give up everything else? Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Unscrewed Mind. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So, welcome to The Unscrewed Mind, episode 26. We are talking about The Pearl of Great Price by Neville Goddard. I will say that as we have been doing the last few lectures uh, and then combining this one in, it just, all of these are really making a lot of sense mm-hmm. and coming together. And uh, it's it's nice. It really is. It, it puts it into perspective uh, in your head better. I would highly recommend that everyone out there read these lectures um, is what I like to do is have Josiah Brandt read it while I'm reading it at the same time. Okay. So I'm like following along and I, I bump up the speed to like 1.5 and uh, it's just really nice because that's a good way for you to block out everything else. So if you're reading it and listening to it, it's like there's nothing else that you can you can't be lost at following that point. Al- following along is a really really good strategy too. I had yeah. not I had not thought of that. And this one similar to the one we did last week, the Coin of Heaven, hard to find kind of a, like a PDF version of it. Like I had yeah. to do some digging for this one similar to the last one. Definitely worth the worth the effort, worth the read and and uh kind of continues along the same uh format of the the previous lectures and it has a lot of the same uh sort of takeaways as well. But yeah. like you said, e- this one just seemed easier to consume. And easier to read through. And I think it's just, I'm getting used to the language that he uses and I'm getting used to the examples. And um, it makes a lot of sense now that we've gotten to the end. So there is several examples in this lecture. The main thing that I want everybody that's uh, listening today to kind of keep in mind from the previous lectures, maybe you haven't listened to our last couple of podcasts, but think about that everyone is on a track and that you're you know, able to change that only by awakening to the fact of that you're on that track and basically that God is inside of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the uh, couple of lectures back. We called it the coin of heaven, but it was right. And yep. then uh, the real coin of heaven is talking about this was a previous lecture also that we did. It's talking about your mind um, is basically your gift that nothing else has. And what's the other side of it, Matt? I don't know. Speech. Okay. So mind and speech are something Mm -hmm. that no other thing on earth has. And we have it. And the reason why we have it is because we're made in the image of God. And so anything that God can do, we can do type situation is kind of what it leans towards. Mm -hmm. And so creation is complete. So anything that you want can happen because it's create, you know, creation is complete. So anything that you want to manifest is actually already here. It's just, we put these time constraints and all those kind of things behind it. So before you jump into this one, you know, we also talked about the pruning shears, right? So um, kind of along those same lines, 
you make up your reality. You have the ability to determine how things go. But if if something doesn't go the way you want it to for you or for someone else in your life, then you have the ability to revise that and you should revise it. And that's that's kind of a theme that's been present all throughout these is that revision. And then um, something else that kind of pops up in this one that we talked about during the art of dying is that you have to give, you have to be willing to give up everything um, yep. to get what you want. And, you know, the story of Moses kind of portrays that. And, you know, for you to walk into the promised land, you have to be a different version or you have to be willing to let loose everything that came before it and, you know, pick up that piece of you and start moving forward. And all of these kind of, they build on top of each other, this one, that one, this one, that one. And then I think he really, he really drives it home in this, in this, uh, this last one, the Pearl of Great Price. Yep. And here's a takeaway for anybody that may not listen to the rest of the podcast right now. If you're ever thinking anything but positive thoughts about anyone else or hoping the best for them, just know that you're hurting yourself more than anything else. Yep. Because every person in your reality is part of you. And so when you help or what we talked about, what Matt was just talking about, watering, um, watering those plants basically is the way that Neville talks about it. Once you start doing that, it helps you as well because you're seeing the best in everyone else. So the best can be seen in you. And so don't let, um, you know, what we've learned as a society to try to be number one against somebody else in a negative manner. Don't let that affect your life uh, and think bad thoughts about somebody else. Uh, I mean, that's really the it's like a golden rule, you know, do under yeah. others how you want them to do to you. But uh, that's not exactly how we, we see things as a society a lot. Uh, let's start off with uh, the Pearl of Great Price. I think that this one is great, like we've been talking about. Uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. Neville repeats throughout the entire lecture that you have to give up everything from a thought perspective. Don't think of anything in our world that's money-based or anything like that, but you give up every thought in your mind that contradicts this, what we're going to be talking about today. And, and as what I mean by that is if you think, if you believe in astrology, he mentions, or if you believe in a certain thing has to happen in order to achieve the goals that you want to achieve or to uh, be free, truly free. If you think that something in the outside world is going to affect that, if you think something that you've learned is going to affect that and you can't let it go, then you will always be held to those things. You can't, mm-hmm. if you, and it is, and he talks even further on that. It's basically hell. That's what hell is, is you're stuck in a thought process. Uh, Is that what you got from it as well, Matt? To me, he's kind of making the case that, and we've talked about this before, everything that you've learned up until this point, everything that you know about how things happen, all it's done is kind of put limits or constraints on how or why something can happen to you. Um, so you've, you, you start putting all these parameters and all these steps that have to take place for you to reach success. And then you lose sight of what, um, what the pearl is. 
is that your imagination can do all of that for you. And you only have to Mm -hmm. focus on one thing. And that one thing is the fulfillment or the end of whatever you're looking for. So, you know, if you if you want a job, you just need to think about the person who you're interviewing with shaking your hand and saying, you got the job. I mean, anything you want, you just didn't need to imagine it and then let the universe take care of uh, everything else. And so uh, if you're, you're tr- anything you're trying to accomplish, uh, the pearl is the key. So there's a lady in the audience that went to her baker and the baker seemed down it out um, she didn't look well. And basically her reaction to this was she didn't sit down. She didn't relax. She didn't go into any kind of trance. And the reason why Neville is mentioning that is because you don't have to do anything special mm-hmm. um, in order to make things happen for other people. She just brought before her mind's eye and heard her say that she felt so well and she complimented her on the way she looked. She looked so well and she she was a communion between two souls, how she looked so well. And she believed in the reality of her imaginal act. One week later, she goes back into the same bakery and here is this lady, same lady, but radiant. So radiant, it prompt, prompted a response from this one and she said, but you look so well, what has happened? You can do this with every person. And me and Matt are both doing this on a nightly basis now where we think of the way that I think that me and Matt are doing it. um, I'll let him say is Uh you're doing the thinking of everybody as a plant or has a plant in the garden and you're pruning it and watering it. And because you don't know exactly what every person wants, like there's no way to know what every person in your reality is desiring, but you can wish for them to have it and you can prune their plant in the, in the, I, I it's basically in the garden of Eden in your mind, mm-hmm. you're, tr- you're trimming the leaves that are dead or the branches that are dead off. And then you're watering it and wishing well upon them. And in doing this, the results become part of your reality and knowing that everyone is connected and that everyone is you pushed out. It only does wonders for not only you, but it does it for everyone else. I'll be honest, though, like I I, I do it right before bed and I'm, I'm laying in bed. Obviously, I have my eyes closed and I'm relaxed and almost like a meditation right. going in my garden and I start to water the first plant and then like my brain sort of takes off on another direction and I'm, I'm almost dreaming by the time I realize that I'm not, I haven't watered all the plants yet. So I've, I've got to come back. And so this is, I mean, it's, it's, this is a muscle that you have to flex using your imagination in this way and meditating in this way. And I've gotten yeah. better over time, but it's still, still something that I have to concentrate uh, on in the moment, but uh, makes me feel, makes me feel relaxed. Uh, definitely keeps me from focusing on things that, uh, may not be positive. And it, if nothing else, at least I'm ending my day uh, thinking positively about uh, people that I've come across, uh, things that have gone on in my life. And, um, you know, I wake up refreshed. And a lot of times these new um, kind of these new stories or these these imaginations are the first thing I think about when I wake up. And, uh, you know, that's a good thing, too. Uh, used to be I would I'd wake up and immediately think about all the garbage I need to do uh, from a professional level. And now it's that that's kind of pushed away a little bit and I get some time to think about 
things that are going on personally for me and other people. And it's just a more positive experience. And you will see the way that people react to you and talk to you after you do these things is totally different. And it's all about the vibration that you're putting out and the way that you're feeling about them. If there's somebody that necessarily you didn't immediately get along with or somebody that you've met that you kind of felt at odds with, revising that in the manner that we just talked about makes a huge difference because you're at ease, which it turn puts them at ease. Um, and so it's really a great practice and I, we, I highly recommend it to anybody out there that hasn't tried it. But like Matt said, it's not something that you just do one time and it's done. It's going to be a, a practice that's on a daily basis. I don't know. Have you got anything that you wanted to add that I know that we're a few pages in right now? So I don't know if you highlighted something that you wanted to look at, but I've got a few more things, but it's a little bit later on is why I'm asking. Kind of the, the early part of this, the only thing I wanted to draw attention to is the fact that this is just another example of... Um, you know, the Bible being a story about you and your experiences, uh, not not old school, like what's going on right now that um, that God lives in you. He, he gave you two gifts, your mind and your speech. And then Christ is your imagination, which is your power to create anything you want. If you think it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. And that's the creative power of the universe. And to use it properly, you need to be willing to give up everything that you kind of knew before this um, and and understand that your creative power, your imagination is the only thing that you need and everything else that you would classify success or that you think success requires uh, isn't required and you, and you need to drop it. Um, you know, you've already covered that. That was, those were my main takeaways and I'm, well, I'm excited to hear what you think about the rest of it. That was for sure basically what I just had highlighted that I was going to mention next because Neville says it in this lecture four or five different times, exactly how you just you placed it. So every belief and power outside of Christ Jesus, you give up and you give it and you give it up and hold on to him and only to him. Then you've bought the pearl. And Neville speaks about how, you know, some people will be, uh, but if if I say this to someone in the world that won't even try it, well, you know in science to ma demand proof before you're willing to make an experiment is nonsense. It's only through the experiment, it's working out in performance that proof can be received by us. So demand proof before I make the experiment. Before I make the experiment is stupid. Basically... Don't try to preach this to anybody that's not wanting to hear it. Mm -hmm. Just know what it is and you act upon it and you know and believe in it and don't worry about how someone else feels about it. And I think a lot of people, or I did for sure, made the mistake of immediately trying to tell as many people as I could about Neville Bob, all these things that I was looking at. And mm -hmm. you got to keep in mind, every person is programmed. And if you tell them something that doesn't line up with that programming, you're going to run into some obstacles with them. And, and a lot of times it'll almost be like they didn't hear you. you oh, know? yeah. Like, like, like you're speaking on it. Like not only do you exist on a frequency that they can't view or relate to, but then you're also speaking at a frequency that they can't 
hear or understand. And it's almost like they'll um, they'll pass over it like a child saying, hey, did you see what that cloud shape was? And you're like, yeah, 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 it was an elephant, whatever. And they, they just completely dismiss it. And um, I think you'll notice that people that are really entrenched in, in what they believe or that are locked into their tracks as part of society, like if you try and tell them anything beyond kind of a surface level of what's going on in your life or your emotions or whatever, it's like they just they just definitely try and circumvent it and get around it because they don't want to engage in that way. Uh, but a lot of times I think they'll come back around and later on when you talk to them, if, if it comes up in another way, they may be like, they may say some things that would lead you to believe that they're kind of hopping on the same frequency as you like the words, like, um, when you and I started this journey, the words manifest now come up like all the time. Like people will say vibration all the time. Frequency comes up all the time. And I just hear it from all these different areas. And that just, that tells me that, um, you know, the energy is out there and it's happening even without me having to do a whole lot of anything. Yeah. And the thing that is so crazy is nobody has ever brought this up to me at all throughout my life. I mean, nobody's mentioned really law of attraction unless it was like just in a jokingly pass, you know, passing manner or whatever. Now I have people talk to me all the time about this, about this stuff. People you've never mentioned it to before. Yeah. Just people bring it up to me um, or somebody that I will meet will be into it. And and the question you have to ask is, well, I mean, to me, it just is more proof of reality creation because people are starting to talk about the things that I'm focusing on mm-hmm. and and they were not prior to that from my perspective. Could they have been talking about it? Yes, but it's a high likelihood that me starting to talk about it has made my reality shift into people talking to me about it. Right. So maybe I'm more approachable in the standpoint as well. So there's been changes of me, so changes in my reality. Neville says that no power in the world can stop it. All it needs is acceptance on the part of us. You know, this this is all of these lectures are really combining together well. And I just I really do hope that somebody out there that is looking into the law of attraction or doesn't believe in it or I, there's really nothing negative that can be said about the law of attraction. Yeah. Um, You're, you're speaking from a positive standpoint. You're accepting that you're a more powerful person than what you've led yourself to believe Mm -hmm. and that you have the ability to help others and help yourself at the same time. So I don't know exactly where the negative is in that, but Everything about it to me is striving to be a better you and creating a better environment for everyone around you. Yeah. Raising your frequency and concentrating on uh, only feeling good emotions, knowing that the more good you put out, the more good you're going to get back. Like if if you live your life that way and you approach every relationship, every interaction uh, in that way, like there's there's absolutely nothing but good that could that could possibly come from it. You know, the only the only issue that like and it's not even really an issue, but the the only thing that sometimes makes me uncomfortable and I don't know about you is and it's programming of what uh, Jesus Christ stands for, what the Bible stands for. And then if you try and boil it down to Jesus Christ, this figure on the cross is your imagination like that's 
that's probably hard for a Christian population to handle. And then, uh, you know, for me, who's not, not even really that Christian, but is, has been through church and kind of had that indoctrination, that's also kind of a different, difficult pill to swallow too. So I don't, I mean, I don't know if you, if um, that makes you uncomfortable when you read through these, but like it's, um, he's, he's kind of skirting a fine line, especially way back when, when he was doing this, I, I would say that people were more conservative the population was more Christian. So he's speaking to an audience that may have been throwing like tomatoes at him and stuff. Like you can't talk about Christ in that way. So I, I don't know. I just, I wonder if any of that language or that conversation makes you feel a little off or is that just, is that something that I'm making up? Um, I understand what you're saying. It doesn't really bother me because I think it's just more of words that were given to something from a childhood for me. Yeah. So, I mean, to say universe in place of God is fine, I think, for mm-hmm. anyone out there that's struggling with it. But what is really the difference between a energy that's called universe and an energy that's called God? And that's just sure. my perspective on it. All of the major religions that are out there, uh, major, major meaning, I guess it's like the top seven that are out there, uh, kind of have the same principles behind them. And so there's a reason why so many different religions come to the same kind of end thought process, whether, and they use all these different names. And, you know, I think that, uh, you know, they call the law of attraction, uh, new age, um, new age, uh, religion in, in a lot of cases. And really it's just words have been changed around, but a lot of the biggest people in the law of attraction are getting information from Neville from the very beginning. Yeah. So they've changed up words to make it more comforting for a lot of people, but you do have to understand at the end of the day, this, there is going to be some bias from Neville and he is going to be creating what he wants as well. Right. Yeah. So, um, but I think that he just does a really good job of tying it in with what he's learned throughout his life. Mm-hmm. And it works, it works in this scenario. So does that mean that somebody else in a different country that has never heard about Jesus or heard about, um, you know, the God that we're speaking of from the the Bible? I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a totally separate deal, but um, mm-hmm. I just, I like how it plays along uh, or plays into what I've learned growing up. And it ties it together for me more comfortably than anything prior. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I like, I've, like we've said on previous podcasts, I was uncomfortable in church settings. I mean, got in trouble when I was five years old for wearing the wrong kind of socks to school. I was in a Baptist school and I had on a pair of, uh, Michael Jordan socks with long pants on, couldn't even see the socks. Yeah. And that was a problem. So, you know, I mean, there's just so many rules. He says in in the, at the end of this lecture, he's like, you know, there are probably a lot of people in the audience that are Christians that won't be comfortable with this message. Yeah. And then he he even goes into the simple fact that, you know, a lot of these 99% of these Christians aren't here for Christ. You know, they're, they're here to, to show their works and to, to give more money and they're, they're here to, to show how they don't eat meat or how they, they don't drink or they don't smoke and they're doing all these things for their God. But, um, 
you know, they're missing the the true point of what Christ is according to him and that it's the power in you to make the world a better place, basically. Yeah. And then you have to question also is how many people have made a teaching that is the same principles as the Bible and they've changed it up because people were reluctant to listen to the information from the Bible. We'll hit on a few more really good points um, in here, but it's all repetitive. It really is. And I think anybody out there um, that's been studying the law of attraction for any period of time understands that repetition is the most important thing. And that's why Neville compl- just repeats and repeats and repeats himself. Yeah. And he, he even mentions in the lectures that he said this so many times and he's just hoping that you hear it this time. Yeah. I want, if I could go back in time and be like, Hey Neville, keep saying it, buddy. Like, yeah. I know you feel like you're repeating yourself, but don't stop. Hold on. Don't stop. I didn't hear anything you just said. <laughs> so tell me like, so is revision a thing Neville? I just want to make sure yeah. that I should revise things. Yeah. Uh, so I've got, but you can't modify it. You can't hold back one little reserve thing. I'm speaking from experience. So Neville's telling you that he's made the mistake of still keeping faith in something outside of what we've talked about in this lecture. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's burned him. He doesn't get the, he doesn't get the results that he wants because he's still thinking, well, but I learned at X, Y, Z point in my life that this is that, and I'm going to listen to that still. You have to let go of it. And that's how I feel so many people struggle to manifest what they want because they're thinking that X, Y, or Z has to happen before they can get to the spot that they want to be. Just let go. That's the letting go piece is you've got to let go of the ideas that are holding you back. Um, and the stepping stones for you to get to where you want to be. Um, and then I've got, I didn't know in hell, everyone is just justifying himself. No matter what he does, if it's a failure, he justifies it. If he gives you all the reasons in the world, but hell is not a place outside of the earth, it's right here. So we are in hell justifying failure. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's just, he's talking about, your thoughts. I mean, you're sitting there thinking you can't do something and you're, you're feeling like you're not a powerful person because of whatever you've learned, uh, your programming. I mean, to me, this explains our entire society so clearly because we have so many people that are struggling and we have so many people that are doing great or from a society standpoint, looks like they're doing great. Right. And, You've got, you're sitting there going, man, I wish that I could do that. If we were to have you write down what your goal is and go through each thing that you would really want to do, I would be willing to bet you that it does not line up with the person that you're respecting or the person that you're following, wishing that you were in their position because their shoes come with a totally different uh, everything. I, I just don't think, I think that we get it uh, very wrong on wanting to be like somebody else when you really just want to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, when you talk about how you use the, your creative powers currently, like, do you spend all your time thinking about why something won't work or do you spend all your time thinking about how great it's going to be when it does, you know? Yep. And I know I do that. I, I think everyone 
has been trained to manifest roadblocks and you feel like you're you're preparing for the worst you know mm-hmm. because you're you're taught that that's what good people do is they prepare for things to go wrong so they can react you yeah. know quickly to it but really um you just need to prepare and expect that everything's going to go perfectly and then watch watch things happen perfectly along the way and it may not happen in your time frame but when it does happen you'll be able to look back and you'll go man everything just seemed to sort of work out perfectly for this to happen for me. And I didn't have anything to do with any of it. And then that, I think that's when you'll start to realize that, Hey, um, you know, there's something at work that's more powerful than me. All I do, all I need to do is concentrate on what I want and let that power make it happen. So I think uh, key takeaways from today, um, as always, I, th- I think everyone needs to know you're already manifesting. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not learning how to manifest see so many videos on how to manifest it's you're already doing it yep. um, and you're just creating what you don't like because of your thought process today is I mean how many times are you somebody's coming over that you nece- don't necessarily get along with are you just sitting there thinking about how great of a time it's going to be or are you thinking about how it's not going to be that great of a time Ooh, we've so, already had several arguments by the time my doorbell rings you know yeah so Changing your thought patterns is what's most important, but so tying everything in, we've had, you're on tracks, you're leading down a a road. So you need to become aware of that and start changing your thoughts to get off of those tracks. We've been given our minds and speech, which nothing else has on this earth. So use it positively and don't use it negatively. Mm -hmm. And then the pearl of heaven is basically this as well. I mean, it's those things combined. You have the ability to change um, the way the interactions go in your life by just changing the way that you think about people and helping them will help you. And that's not necessarily the reason why you're doing it though. You should want the best for everyone, regardless of if it's helping you or not, because why wouldn't you? I think just those things, and we're going to do a few more Neville lectures. And once we get to the end, I think that we're going to just do a, maybe just a tie back together of all of them, kind of what we've learned over the last, whatever it ends up being, five, 10 uh, lectures, and uh, just getting that information out to you guys and hoping that somebody is able to hear something that they haven't heard before. Become a part of the Unscrewed Mind by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Unscrewed Mind. Also, feel free to email Rusty and I. Our address is unscrewedmind at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought of the show, pitch a subject for a future show, or just say hi. And until next time, stay grateful.